0: Welcome, 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 Saniacs. It is so good to be back in my studio again. I absolutely love it here. I'm sorry we're slightly delayed. Life and Los Angeles traffic at its finest. I want to welcome you guys all. This is the Saniac podcast. If you're new here, we host live weekly recaps of MTV's The Challenge, and we give you a roundup of all the best bits from the challenge universe during the week, also known as our precap. I'm Shawnee Suisa, and I run a podcast network, and this is my co-host, Zach Calhoun. Hi. Feel free to add us on social media. We are at Saniac Podcast and let us know where we went wrong. Also, let us know where you're watching from. Drop your location in the comment section. We love seeing where people are viewing this from, listening, audio, playing it back on the broadcast, whatever version you're watching. We love to know where you are coming from. Last time we had some pretty dope locations, including Honduras. All right, let's jump right in. Today's episode is sponsored by just cuz brand or actually pronounced just cuz brand Nike says just do it we say just did it just cuz brand is a lifestyle just cuz you can just cuz you will (laughs) follow them follow them at just cuz brand on Instagram that's (laughs) j-u-z-c-u-z-b-r-a-n-d yes that was a
1: pro read man (laughs) You really are working in that podcast studio. Just
0: <laughs> Listen, I do my best. I do my best. Sometimes I um, have difficulty pronouncing things. However, Just Cause is something I'm familiar with. so I'll I'm down it.
1: with Just Cause.
0: Yeah, definitely. They actually message us on Facebook um, or on Instagram. They're fans of the podcast, fans of the challenge, just like ourselves. Um, and they have a great clothing line. We're checking out all of their stuff and it's pretty awesome. So definitely check them out. I
1: want them to hook me up. Send me a shirt. I'll wear it. Oh, that's
0: great. I'm sure that's right. that we are in on that. the next
1: podcast for all our devoted viewers.
0: I literally love getting free stuff. It's very exciting.
1: <laughs> you know, okay. People uh, like were really down on me last week because they said that I broadcasted from a poorly lit location. They said that I looked like trash. So I got like a little bit done up. I have some better lighting today. I'm still wearing my pull up that I wore to work earlier. So I hope that the people are satisfied with what they're getting. This is, you know, unfiltered me.
0: I really doubt that they're satisfied. Um, and also, I wore another sort of drapery-like ensemble. Yeah. But it's pretty hot in here right now, Tina. So I'm so sorry. This may have to come off. It and might you, not
1: last. And you, yeah.
0: Yeah, you might not see this too much. I like
1: witchcraft, uh, witchcraft shunny. I, th- I think that's a that's like a good thing. Yeah, like you could be in the craft right now.
0: I'm pretty much am a witch, I think. And also, it's Halloween soon. Also, my birthday month. I've always had a connection to Halloween, even though I'm Jewish. So I love Halloween. We'll celebrate that spirit. Maybe we'll bring some decorations next time. Oh, my God.
1: Idea. Some spooky challenge decorations. Like a picture of, of, of Zach's face with his big black eye and busted orbital socket.
0: Yeah. Or a picture of your face, just as is.
1: This angelic face? <laughs> we would get more viewers. We'd get, like, we'd, like, double our viewers.
0: <laughs> oh, all right guys what a great little intro we had there today um so for our pre zach actually hasn't been keeping up with are you the one so well but i have a sorry guys with,
1: i love nutza but I, I did fall off
0: i think you're gonna love Nutza even more once you um once you catch up
1: i will I, catch up i promise
0: i think we. i just need to drop who i really am excited to see on my screen after this show um, finishes. And that's 100% Samantha, who I think would actually do really well on a challenge because she's kind of tall and she seems properly built um, and a little bit fearless as well. Definitely Lewis, who would be phenomenal in terms of social game on virtually any show, I think, because he's so funny. funny. Yeah, he's so funny and he's so likable. So I think that really gives him an edge. Um, And Bria, which I know people don't like, bria oh,
1: yeah. get get Bria on. I, I, I stand that.
0: I love Bria. And there's actually a Bria Defender account now on Twitter that um Earline made. So we're fully in support. Wait,
1: Erlene made a Bria Stan <laughs> account? Yeah. That's incredible. I'm good. In a bottom.
0: stan. I'm Honestly, it's so funny what it takes to turn someone into a stan, but Bria did it for Erlen. And that's that's a difficult person to stand. So I'm pretty impressed right there
1: um i'm so dead she, at that actually
0: isn't is isn't it fucking hilarious she's just so great so the last episode you didn't watch this but she gave a pep talk to somebody that was really upset it was to sam actually who was upset because like her boy had hooked up with somebody else da, da, da. um and bria was pep talking her saying like don't react like the, all this shit that was just so fucking funny and ironic for bria to be saying but i absolutely loved Every single moment of it, um, and lastly, Nutsa and Cam. I think they would also both do great on a challenge type show. I think they would be awesome. Cam, I mean, Cam is really well built.
1: Nutsa would be the next Casey Cooper, who we love.
0: Oh um, yeah, oh so my! That God.
1: would be big time.
0: That's true. She does kind of give me that vibe. Nutsa really reminds me a lot of one of my very good friends from New York. Shout out to Jazz, um, and they're just really similar. And I also think that I had a very similar um, first greeting I guess with Jasmine that a lot of the house had with Nitsa and they're Mm -hmm. all sort of overcoming that and realizing she's you know there's a lot more to her and and so and so so it's really interesting um, to see how that plays out because I definitely know someone who's super super just like Nitsa. Wow. Similar voice too actually
1: Really? Yeah not And Nitsa's from like New Jersey I think.
0: Well she's originally from Georgia and my friend's actually from Iran so Mm -hmm. although she's not really from Iran she's from New York Okay, so next up on our precap, which is probably the most exciting part of my day, maybe my fucking week, and yeah, definitely my week, actually, um, is the fucking season 33 cast list, which is insane, 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 insane. It's actually crazy. You are cra- so hype on
1: this. You're I so can't-
0: Zach, I was freaking, out. I messaged every human being I know, <laughs> all caps, locks, nonstop. I was so excited to see what the fuck was happening. Like, these are, it's just like a dream of mine. All of these shows that I love from the UK are now coming onto the challenge. Like, you know what that means? I've been watching Geordie Shore, X on the Beach, all of those for mm-hmm. so long, since I started university. So like first and foremost,
1: we're going to issue a spoiler tag. This is a spoiler alert for the next, like, yes. 10 minutes or so. Yes. We're going to run down the season 33 cast and that spoiler tag starts now if you're still in here it's not our fault. Uh, no spoilers about eliminations or anything. I don't read any of that stuff. I'm sure the challenge has already started. We're just going over the cast um, I'm yeah. glad that you're so hyped for it because it makes me more hyped for it. I looked at it and I was kind of like oh and uh, but I don't have the attachment yeah know, yeah we know that nobody reps MTV uk harder than you so <laughs> so true <laughs> so so you. By all means, let's let's get this popping. All
0: right. So we're gonna give you guys the list that we have now. And apparently it's still there's still a few tentative um, additions. So we're not 100 percent sure. Shout out to Billy Davis for sending me this. Thank you. Billy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here we go. Females, Cara, Natalie, Zahita. Uh uh, uh. Zahita's great. She's X on the Beach, Shorty Shore. Amanda, Jenna, Nani. Ashley, Cam, Davon, yeah. Morgan, Willett from Big Brother and also X on the Beach US. She's going to be on season two julian nolan also big brother liz nolan also big brother
1: okay so Um, we got some big brother sisters now i don't watch big brother what is the scouting report on on these sisters
0: okay so i actually don't watch i didn't watch big brother 17 yet Mm -hmm. um but i was watching like 18 and and i've seen 16 but i just heard 17 and 18 and 19 were all really shitty so i haven't gone to them yet um but maybe before this season i'll give those a go because they're not it's not hard watches either um so we'll see is that it for the females R- run down the females. no okay. maddie lynn um brew i don't know how to pronounce her name fully she's from party down south and then natalie ninja duran and she's from american ninja warrior and she's actually sick i love american ninja warrior and i used to They've watch got that. someone from ninja
1: warrior on That's yeah
0: awesome. which is fucking sick i think i know
1: she is i think i've seen her before
0: she's really good um and then georgia harrison who's a fucking love islander someone from love island is coming on the challenge i have been dreaming of this day like next summer i fully intend on having a love island recap podcast without <laughs> a doubt. like i was ki-
1: i'll have to watch
0: i was hitting myself this whole summer that i wasn't doing it this year because first of all the audience is huge they're ferocious and it's such a good show it's just like so good and now one of them is going to be on the challenge she, I will say this though, she wasn't um, as prominent a member of Love Island as some of the others, but that's all right. We're still accepting of all Love Islanders. Okay, so males, we have. Hold on, hold on. So, all right, yeah, go. let me just
1: run, run down my thoughts on the females. Kara, she can just go home. Nani, Obviously, that's like the name that will excite the most people is that Nani's coming back, yeah. which we all kind of knew was happening. This this return has been teased. She's not been on a season. She hasn't been seen on MTV since Rivals 3. So her coming back here is a big deal. Shit, and,
0: Rivals 3, was that the last one?
1: Mm-hmm, that was the last time. Nani, Nani and Wes, uh, which we'll get to. But um, I think it's it's good to have Nani there. I think some people are disappointed because I know Anissa was originally rumored to be on the cast and she's not there. And I'm sure that Nani probably scored a very decent payday to come back on the show. Um, as I'm for sure she did. As for the new blood, I don't know anything about them and I'm interested to see. Um, I think also another person that was rumored to be there that I don't think is on the cast list is uh Taylor. That uh, are you the one girl who was Selfridge? on. Suffrage. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was hooking up with Corey. Yeah. Dropped
0: her. Oh, was she meant years. to be on this season? I think so. Yeah, she's. Well, listen. Old. There's apparently a few, um, a few more rookies that they're adding on, and there's actually a few more people that are supposed to be added onto this list. So it's not complete yet. So it's possible that she's still on there. Uh, Taylor would be cool. I'd like to see her on. She's kind of annoying, but was I like watching her. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I like watching her as TV.
1: I I agree with Denise. Is that I I don't care. Like some people have issues with the fact, you know, with the casting that, oh, you know, they're not pulling from MTV. They're pulling in all these people that we don't know. But I agree with Denise. Uh, As long as they are entertaining, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't know who Devon was before this season, but she ended up being entertaining. That's Mm -hmm. all I care about. I was actually a little bit let down. I I don't know if this was credible at all, but I saw a rumor somewhere that that Abby Maria from Survivor got a call. And she's like, she's like batshit. Like that, she she would have been fantastic tv but Damn, I don't. that
0: would have been good i see i love that i I don't mind it either i think a lot of people are giving mtv shit saying that they should only be bringing on like but look at the ayto cast compared to fucking some of this british cast that they're adding on ayto is jack shit like they're actual peasants in comparison it's crazy uh so.
1: jessica brings up an interesting question where do nani and kara stand do they work to are they going to work together simply because they're like veterans who are on good terms with johnny i feel like they would work together out of necessity which is is lame i would respect if nani came into the house like guns blazing obviously nani and jenna are best friends so they're on the cast together yeah Uh, so they'll be working together how does car i i guess car fits into that because car and zach are apparently good friends I, I can think- actually see a veteran alliance here forming that would really piss me off. Run down the guys. I, I'm, I'm forming. I follow- think,
0: okay, I think that not, okay. First of all, I think Nani and Kara and Jenna would work together, but I don't think it would be like a de facto one. I just genuinely think Nani at this point in her life with Jenna, like they're just really sweet girls. So I think that they would take Takara better than some of the others have. Let me just do a quick comment checkpoint here because we're getting some juicy stuff. Thank you, Casey. I appreciate the eyebrow comment. Um, and Jessica mentioned something. Can someone tell me why they let Kyle bring his whole cast of Jordy Shore? And I have to say one thing about that. And that's the fact that Kyle is maybe my least favorite modern Jordy Shore cast member that's joined so when he was in the challenge i was excited he was on because it was like okay somebody british but i don't like kyle like i wasn't excited that it was kyle so now that they're actually bringing on much better people from the uk i'm pretty fucking pleased about that like rogan i know he got sent home day one um, on that challenge but he would have been a phenomenal addition like he is great tv so that's a pretty big bummer and he would have made joss more entertaining as well Um, so i think that would have been great Also, people wanting to know where I watch these shows, I watch all my shows on TV Muse um, in the comment section. You can find links to all the episodes. So I've posted a few videos on how to get there before, but I can do a refresher on that for people. Um, And that's been my biggest success. Or I just nonstop Google until I find them. Okay, so let's go on to male cast members. We have Bananas, Zach, Polly, Leroy, Kyle, Gus from Floribama Shore, Hunter, Josh Martinez from Big Brother 19, Wes, Chase McNary from The Bachelorette, like that X on the Beach guy, and Stephen Bear, also known as Bear, who's from X on the Beach UK, and he's fucking amazing. He also won one of the celebrity uh, Big Brothers in the UK. He's honestly unreal. There's also a Brazilian, I don't know how to pronounce his name so well, but I think it's Joao Paulo. Um, Andrade. And he's from X on the Beach, Brazil. It's actually a really big show down there. I don't know if anybody knows about that but it's huge. It's like massive all over Brazil. And Theo Campbell who's from Love Island. An irrelevant human from Love Island but still from Love Island nonetheless. And Ashley Kane who's from X on the Beach, UK. And Ashley is a beast. Like he's a monster. This is going to be crazy. He's going to sleep with the whole cast.
1: (laughs) So one thing that's interesting is that chase so he was on the bachelor and he was on x on the beach and now he's he's, boring now he's doing the it's interesting that he got cast for the challenge before josh murray did and i know you've got the josh murray ties i'm kind of interested to see if you can get like info from him on the casting process and what happened because I figured that he would have gotten cast before Chase would.
0: I think Josh has been called before. Wes has been trying to convince Josh to go on a challenge a ton, like a real season, because Josh didn't particularly love the way that Champs vs. Stars was set up. Obviously, it was kind of a lame setup on their season. Like, I think if he was on the last season, he would have liked a lot more. But Wes has been basically begging him to come on to one of these seasons. So I don't think it's necessarily a matter of production not wanting him. Um, because Wes wants him so bad and Wes has a lot of pull with production, it wouldn't have been an issue to get him on there. So I'm not sure. Um, you know, he's been really busy, but Chase coming on, like Chase is really boring. I don't really want to watch him. I know he's a nice guy, but he's so much on
1: X on the beach either.
0: Yeah. I didn't see his bachelorette. That's all I know him from his ex on the beach, and he was just so boring on X on the beach. So about
1: Gus. I see Michael talking about Gus in the comments. That that one's interesting. So he's He's like overshadowed on this. It should actually be a major deal that like someone from a Jersey shore, Floribama shore background got cast. Mm -hmm. And like, he's, so he's pretty much the only person from like a new or, you know, from like an an existing MTV series, like new Mm. fresh meat, who they're bringing in. He's, he's, he's kind of taking an interesting path to the show here. Do you think he will, I, I kind of agree with Michael. He's probably going to cry and not be there very long if i, I do.
0: don't well gus is a really sensitive guy i didn't watch the so i watched the first like three quarters of season one of floor bear Mashore and i liked it i just actually f- just stopped watching it so i i yeah. haven't seen the I, yeah that. i haven't
1: watched that much of it um yeah. i know he's really tight with hunter him and hunter are, are like boys apparently
0: oh hunter from the challenge barfield yes
1: and hunter's on the cast right interesting so the, i think the two of them will be aligned heavily i guess he will be a quote unquote young buck.
0: He's not Hunter is. Hunter is on the cast. Okay,
1: so Hunter and Gus, um, they'll have their thing going. I'm surprised
0: they didn't bring that other guy though from, Florida Shore, the one that's actually, really built. What's oh the-
1: yeah, yeah.
0: He's apparently like of, like a horse in real life, like he's huge. So I would, I'm surprised they brought Gus because Gus is supposed to be really small. I don't think he's as athletic.
1: Yeah, I think he's like a short guy yeah
0: Um, so we'll see we'll see how he does he will be entertaining
1: for me this cast um one it's always a disappointment for me personally as a longtime watcher of the show and mtv savant when you have a season of the show and there's no road rules representation Mm -hmm. on there so that sucks and i mean at this point i i just i wish there was like somebody else from road rules that they would bring back so that you had more people to pick from because pretty much if if there's going to be road rules on the show it's between derek and shane at this point yeah the only thing i want to get into like all the people who hate shane they know not like they really know nothing about him they they didn't watch road rules they didn't know who he was till they till they saw invasion
0: people Uh, really really hate shane like it's become a thing and it's
1: like like he's a legacy person to have on the network. He's been involved with M T V for like 17, 18 years.
0: Mm. So that's important.
1: And it's important to me to have Road Rules representation. So pretty much if you're not going to have Durrell, Derek or Shane, then I wish there was like somebody else they would bring back. Like bring back Rachel, bring back Tori Hall, who, you know, even her, you know, even she has ties or Abe. Just kind of give me someone.
0: Who uh, do you think that they could bring back that would like feasibly would come back? I was thinking I mean, of Dan Wall. I feel like
1: Tori Hall would come back. She would do it. Do you think so? Yeah.
0: I really? She, but yeah. I feel like she's been so hesitant because hasn't she been offered?
1: I know she, I, I know she was going to do chance for a stars and that kind of fell apart. And I, 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 you know, they could figure that out somehow. And it's, she's actually kind of a key cog because road rules hasn't been on the air since 2007. So she was on the last road rule season. And she's, as we've discussed on here, she's only like 30, 31 years old. Mm. Most other road rules alums are, are older. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, they're bringing back the real world. So maybe that's kind of, you know, foreshadowing the fact that they have been saying they're going to bring back road rules as well for a while. So it's possible. Um, I just want to address a few comments right now. Somebody is saying, I think it's Jessica, basically that all the Brits currently or Kyle, you know, they're all on bananas aside or most of them are. So bringing all these new Brits in will likely bring them all onto bananas aside. But I actually disagree with that because Kyle is not, like, Kyle's not, he's not like an icon in the UK. Like, no, he's, he's an annoying person on Geordie Shore. Like, he wasn't good to Holly. He's been, a like, a dickhead on other on other little series as before. And so I don't necessarily know that they're all just going to start going with what Kyle says just because he's on the show now and he's British. And Brits aren't just going to stick together just because they're Brits. So I don't think that that's necessarily going to happen. We're already seeing, you know, some bickering and some fights between Kaylee and Kyle on this last episode. Like, I really doubt that it's going to continue that way. If you guys saw some of the programs and the fights that go on on there, they're insane. It's really going to be nuts. So I don't know if it's a guarantee that they're all going to end up just being on banana's side. I don't think that's the case.
1: Yeah, I hope not. Um, This, like, the most entertaining part about this season has been, like, seeing Johnny kind of outcast and having to fight from a different... Uh, perspective than he usually does um, for me this entire season 33 cast hinges on Wes as I'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of people feel so like it's really important that he's there uh, one because he's not going to just like bend over and join like vet- and band together with veterans and I'm sure they'll approach him I this my dream scenario in the season would be to see you know you have like this mega click of Zach, Johnny Nani Jenna Kara like essentially people that make me want to vomit. Um, And then they will approach Wes and they'll say, Wes, you know, you're a veteran. All these, all these young people are going to go for you. You know, let's, let's try and work together. And my dream would be Wes. And I think Wes, I want to say Wes tried this on X's and ended up going out really early when he like tried to get all the rookies together and like inexperienced people. Like that's his game. Wes will go at, Wes will like not abide by traditional rules. He'll try and make a super alliance with, you know, like big brother people, big brother yeah. rookies, uh, you know, may, maybe some of the Brits. Like he'll try and ingratiate himself that way. That would make the season hella fun. I would love to see Wes going against all the people who would expect him to work with them.
0: I, yeah, that's Wes's MO for sure. He loves getting rookies on his side instantly. Whenever he goes into house and there's a bunch of rookies, he's excited about it because he's all for turning them over. So I'm excited to see what happens. I, I just I want to know, like, the dynamic. I, I'm so excited for how this is going to play out. So for warning, in terms of the Brits that are on, Bear is crazy. Like he's going to get under everybody's skin to another level. You guys thought Knight was a troll. You guys thought that he could do any damage. You think any of the people in the house, Shane, you think Shane can mess with people's head? There is no chance in hell that Bear does not manage to get under everybody else's skin almost on the grandest scale you will ever see in challenge history. He's so annoying. Sometimes it's the craziest thing you've ever seen. It's going to be so funny to see how the Americans handle it because the Brits know who he is. They know his shtick and they know, you know, this is like just a thing. So they don't really let it get to them as much, at least not on more recent shows that he's been on. Um, but the Americans don't know that. So it's going to be really funny to see how this all plays out. And on top of that is humor. It's very British. It's like very much not humor that a lot of the house members are gonna want to um put up with
1: i I like the hard sell that you're giving this guy um i'm gonna keep an eye out for him i'm gonna remember this i'm gonna remember bear that's important um jessica wants you know jessica just she's dragging me in the comments she's saying that she doesn't understand my obsession with shane you know shane and i are we're involved you guys have seen the video we've been to bed together (laughs) <laughs> um, Shane and I go way back we go back to 2002 when I was 14 years old oh I shouldn't have said that oh, when I was uh eight years old and uh was watching road rules campus crawl like that's important to me all right Shane's a legacy respect
0: I I really think that that poll so this is actually the next part of our pre-cap guys is the poll that we did um so we can just dive right into that the poll that we put up which was who do you want to win Cara Cara and Marie versus Shane and Nelson, and it was for that first elimination and I was very surprised with the overwhelming results going towards Cara and Marie. I thought it would be somewhat not even. I figured Cara and Marie maybe would win because Cara stands but I didn't think it would be like 90 something percent to you know 7 or 8 percent. That's nuts.
1: We got a lot of votes on this poll. Mm -hmm. This poll had a lot of action. It did. Over a few thousand. Literally 90% of the vote went to Cara, Marie. Cara Maria, and Marie. I...
0: <laughs> it was brutal. It was honestly like a brutal takeover. It was a actually slaughter. I voted for Marie and Cara right when I put the poll up. And then I thought to myself, oh, I'll just, I'll just wait a little bit. Um, and then the results were just so crazy. I couldn't bring myself to add on to the craziness of the poll, even though I was rooting for Cara and Marie. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't add to it. Anyways, it was really, really crazy. People and I think people were
1: sounding off. They were sounding off on Shady Shane. Um, they were. I had to bite my tongue. I don't wanna, I don't wanna, you know, e fight with people when, you know, like I'm so confident that I'm on the right side of this thing that there's no point in really even debating people on it. And um,
0: see, but are you like, I understand that you are, but don't you feel like occasionally you see a comment and you just, you have to bite, like you have to,
1: you just, oh yeah, sometimes it happens.
0: Cause that happens to me a lot. And I used to think, you know, if I'm running a page or something, I'm never going to be one of those people that gives in and starts commenting back. But there's sometimes when it just frustrates me how one-sided people see shit as, and I feel like I just have to say something. Like I can't just let it go. There'll be times, the comments that really get me the most are the ones that are, something along the lines like who in their right mind would do that or oh you have to be absolutely insane to like think that way yeah like like those comments drive me crazy because to me that shows somebody who isn't thinking like if you think it is impossible for someone to have been rooting for Shane and Nelson and to not understand why, then you're stupid. If you prefer Kara and Marie, okay, and you were rooting for them, but you understand that there are some people and genuine reasons why they would vote for Shane and Nelson, then all right, you have an opinion and you're smart. But if you literally think that there's no reason, then that's just you being an uneducated viewer. Someone said Mm -hmm. that Shane hasn't grown at all since we first seen him. And I thought that was the most ridiculous statement. It's
1: hilarious. He's been like married and through a divorce. Like he's been through like legitimate things, getting married in in, in North Carolina, like right after gay marriage got legalized. Like he's gone through serious life experiences. Mm -hmm. He knows the reality television industry in and out. Yeah, you people crack me up. He's
0: just, even as a competitor, I think he's grown tremendously because he used to be, like, right now, he's He's probably the fittest. Yeah, right now, he's probably the fittest he's been Mm -hmm. that I've ever seen him in terms of just, like, muscle and strength.
1: Yeah, when he was on the show back, you know, way back when, he was just, he was all about uh, playing politically, and he was a really good swimmer. And and he still is, but but now he's like he's like a physical threat. And the weird thing about this episode last night, as as we kind of get into this, is that like the redemp all the redemption stuff that happened, it kind of overshadowed the fact that in the beginning of the episode, my guy Shady Shane won his second elimination of the season, so he's he's two and zero on the season. He took out Cara Maria. It was beautiful, and it was it was overshadowed because a lot of the episode revolved around the big redemption yeah. house twist.
0: Yeah, that's uh, true. I think that, that eliminate, I was actually thinking that watching the episode, even though i loved that there was so much action in it, I think they should have, um, they should have taken the, that elimination and put it in the last episode so we could have seen it. And then this episode should have been focused on redemption and perhaps what's come what comes next, you know, yeah. instead of it being, cause it just felt like there was so many highlights and not enough time to focus on them. So I agree. It definitely overshadowed it to some, to some extent. Um,
1: yeah, we've got someone named Alex Murray in the comment section. I wonder if he's uh, related to Jonathan Murray of Buna and Murray Productions. Maybe he's got an info. <laughs> um, not that Murray's like not a common last name at all or anything.
0: Oh, fuck. I actually I got an email to somebody who works at Buna Murray and I was supposed to email him. I have this burning question to ask, um, which I promise you guys I will find out for everybody. Why production and why Buna Murray has not released all of the seasons, the challenge for purchase online. Yes. Yes. I'm dying to know why. I think that there must be some sort of legal barrier, maybe with distribution, with rights. There has to be something in there that is blocking them from distributing it because the money they could make is crazy. I was just
1: about to say that MTV is literally sitting on a gold mine. Mm. You have 30 plus seasons of the real world, uh, about 12 or 13 seasons of road rules. You have 32 seasons of the challenge and only like you know the last four or five seasons get any relevance or mention or show on mtv right now if you public if you release for streaming the first 20 seasons of the challenge uh every season of the real world every season of road rules mtv will be the king of streaming like 100 percent they will run the game people mm. will flock to it everybody wants to go back and watch old seasons of the real world that they grew up watching that used mm-hmm. to be on TV all the time that you can't see anymore like where 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 can i go to watch real world hawaii it's not online at all i want to yeah. watch
0: it also real I world see um, Maya and Colin. Fuck, what's the one with um Caitlin and Sarah? What Real World is that? Real
1: World Brooklyn. Yeah, that's I've a really tr- good season.
0: I've been trying to find Real World Brooklyn online for so long, it's almost impossible. It's like nowhere to be found. Yeah,
1: there there's nothing. There's I like I remember there was like a couple episodes of Real World Seattle, like OG Real World Seattle on on YouTube and it was gone like immediately.
0: Mm, yeah, it's really frustrating, honestly, because I didn't know that Caitlyn was trans either until recently, which is really funny. I, I, honestly, I just thought that she had like a deep voice or something. I, I have no idea. Like it yeah, totally that, didn't even. That's make it. a major
1: storyline. That was two thousand
0: eight. That's. And for I, I know. I really wanted to watch that whole thing of her coming out and like you know how it how it played out on the um on the screens for us, and I, I just feel like they're really missing an opportunity. I there was a point when the credits read jonathan murray and then mary ellis bunham so i have a feeling that there's also a possibility um that when it combined to Bunam murray productions you know around that time a lot of those are the seasons that are unavailable so i don't know if that has something to do with it yeah. if it was you know anything at play there um greg well, there, the there's comments, a couple
1: ways they could go about that uh, first of all guys no spoilers in the comments none no spoilers in the comments come on now
0: is somebody uh, putting a spoiler in the comments
1: yeah um secondly season,
0: can you delete it
1: I'll see what I can, I'll see if I got those admin rights in here. Um, Secondly, so for like music rights and, and and Greg's talking about that um, where, you know, obviously back in the day, like real world road rules and the challenge, they were like, you know, a jumping off point for music. MTV could, could pipe in like current music of the time. And so obviously there's, there's copyright issues with old songs that were played and you have to secure that. But, you know, for example, The WWE Network, which is like a highly popular streaming option,
0: Mm.
1: you know, any music, any rights issues that they run into on the, they have, you know, tons and tons of content available. They just scrub it, you know, you you replace it with, with, with generic bumper music and things like that. And that's, that's, that's not that hard to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, 100% 100% and you have the
1: manpower to do it
0: I, that's why I don't think that it could be by the way I hid the comment from this Matthews was it just one comment I hid it yeah
1: that, that that's the only one I saw
0: um so I, I thankfully I don't think I read it but hopefully I didn't um so I don't um I don't think that it's necessarily a music thing because like you're saying it really isn't that hard to do so I don't I don't know it's just it's weird it's it's a weird it's a weird situation that they haven't capitalized on such a gold mine but i'm gonna try and find out what the actual reason is because it's kind of fascinating to me that they wouldn't go after that market when it's so readily available Mm -hmm. it's like at their fingertips you know
1: i'm not like i'm not like a binge i'm not a binge watch person unless it's reality based like if it's like reality television competition to me is like the perfect binge watching material. Like I'll just run through Survivor. When the mm. challenge was on Hulu, I think it was like season, it was like 10 seasons. It was like season 20 up to season 30.
0: The challenge was on Hulu?
1: It like a year or two ago. Wow. Like two years ago at this point. And I just marathoned it right through. I, I could not get enough of it of just uninterrupted challenge mm. watching. Um it's it's streaming gold. You're it's missing. So good.
0: But You're I've binge I've binge so many seasons of the challenge already that now I always when I go back and I think like what am I gonna watch now? I'm just like, oh, I already watched that. I just watched that recently. Oh, I just watched mm-hmm. that recently. So it's it's I'm my seasons are now limited to the fact that I've seen so many of them. I need to watch some of the more recent seasons actually that I haven't touched on in a while. Um, like the Rivals ones, I actually saw those, but bots I haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see, we'll see if we can get those answers from MTV. And yeah, definitely, you know, in terms of binge quality, I think reality TV.
1: I would love to speak with someone from MTV or someone Mm. from BMP just about like all the content that they're sitting on.
0: Big Brother is also great to binge as well. You should consider it. And everybody who wants to figure out who these British people are, a lot of them actually do crossovers on X on the Beach UK. So even if they're primarily on other shows, a lot of them have been on X on the Beach. I really recommend watching the X on the Beach seasons because they're so easy to watch and you'll get a good idea of who these people are Um, before they're coming on the show so I am almost positive there was an Ashley Kane and Zahida season where they were both on together Mm -hmm. so you guys can try and find that I think Bear might have been on that season also if I'm I always get them confused there was I just watched them so quickly. Um, but those are really great and they're really easy. They're usually about 10 episodes or less. Mm Uh in the UK, a lot of the series are shorter. And then their celebrity Big Brother is not as long as the US Big Brother. So, you know, it's definitely something that you guys could binge watch. I recommend watching the one that Bear was in. Um, it also has Marnie, who is rumored to be on this season, um, in that Big Brother. So that's a great season to watch, and you'll get a lot of, you know, the culture and his jokes and things like that before it comes on. And it's good to know a lot of these people before they get on the show because I think you get a different perspective of who they are when they come on and you feel more of their personality and you understand the way in which they're playing the game a lot better, uh, which is cool. And another quick spoiler in terms of Cast 33, something that's really special to me is that Stephen Bear apparently signed a multi-season contract
1: wow so, and, so they know that this guy is has star potential
0: oh huge and apparently he's getting paid 100k for this season so Woo. yeah and that's probably well, more than landon 100k yeah why, do, why can't landon get 100k be, if you uh, like if, i'm sorry but honestly like listen i love landon but bears way better tv all like, right
1: fine give Land- landon 60k
0: oh yeah landon if landon's worth
1: landon like 70 he will be there we'll have landon
0: yeah yeah Um,
1: I agree with, with Alex Murray, Alex Murray killing it in the comments right now, Mm. possible relative of Jonathan Murray, a Viacom streaming service. Like if, if you guys really pay attention to this stuff, Viacom, like they ran the nineties Viacom is MTV, VH1, Nickelodeon. So think about all of that Mm. content.
0: That's a good, that was
1: everything that they're sitting on that we don't have access to. Mm. their video vault their vaults are insane vh1 in vh1 in the like 2000 to <gasps> VH1, 2010. all was, the money shows was killing it they oh were
0: my god it. those were, they, were so good were,
1: yes they had show after show after show mtv has been killing it for 30 plus years nickelodeon has, there's so so much memories and nostalgia tied up into that that Viacom mm-hmm. is sitting on release it give it to us i'll pay i would pay good money for all of that
0: a hundred percent and you know it's it's funny greg just mentioned cbs in the comments because i was about to say um something about cbs i paid for i, I didn't think i was going to keep it i got the free trial for the cbs streaming service and then I ended up loving it on the app. Mm-hmm. And it's been so easy to watch Big Brother seasons on there and they have quite a few other shows on there as well that I could easily watch and it's a really great app and it's worth it, you know, for 5 bucks or whatever it is a month. You know, that's not it's not like crazy money and it's so much easier than having to sift through the links that I sift through and you know, click out all the ads. It just saves so much time, and I think it's very, very worth the money. So, I if they had a Viacom thing like that, you have all these diehard Challenge fans who also were pretty diehard VH1 fans as well. Yeah, they would get on that. They definitely would. You
1: um, know what? I, I don't. I don't know why I didn't think of this sooner. Now that we're about to get into the episode, I'm going to go ahead and share this on Twitter and tweet at Shane. Hopefully he can come in here for his victory celebration with us. That
0: would be great. Join us Shane. All right. So we'll start with the episode. We have a little comment I have to make on the previously that they did this week, which I thought was hilarious. And it just shows the character that Marie really is because she can just laugh at herself. You know, she can laugh at any situation. She's so lighthearted. And they started all out with marie telling sylvia see how we butted heads last week you know don't ever do it again and i just i really like that um all right so we head straight into the episode and we basically jump into armageddon already because we know who's playing um we have shane and nelson versus marie and cara car and maria cara and marie picked um and nelson last time so we already have that all um, led up and prepped uh, and we start off with essentially the first comment of the night from Shane which I don't know how you feel about this but I was not the biggest fan but I thought it was hilarious when he said can't wait to blast all your shit on Twitter because that's obviously like Shane's not or maybe he is but like he knows that that was the stupidest thing to say but he knows that it's just one of those hilarious things to say at the same time he loves fucking with people and I think that's that's really where his charm comes in and then we have Marie who claps back with, I kill people on Twitter. It's like one of those things I do. I'm really good with words. You don't want these problems. And I just have to say, Marie is great with words. I don't follow the Twitter beef that much, but her recaps are phenomenal. She's a great writer. So that was a, a perfect point on her end. Um, and Sylvia and Joss's faces during the whole thing was just priceless. It was like, <laughs> yeah, what are easy, my it's, friends?
1: I <laughs> out right away. Mm. Um, I could definitely go for more of Shane and Marie arguing with each other um because they're just both really intelligent and sharp-tongued, sharp-witted <laughs> people. Like that's that's what I want to see. I want to oh, see them barring.
0: I actually love them fighting, it's true. I, I find them really enjoyable bickering because to me, so Car makes a comment which I think is very poignant to Kara. This basically is one of the reasons why I think a lot of people dislike Kara. And this is a really good example in a small scale. It's a really good example when Kara says, oh, so, you know, we're friends, but blast all your shit on Twitter. But yeah, we're friends. Right. But Mm. under her breath, she said it. And it was a really passive. And this is the exact difference of like a Marie or Shane versus a Kara is that Kara is really passive aggressive. She's really under her tongue. She's really under her breath. And instead of just being like, well, fuck you, you're obviously not friends because you just said that stupid shit about Twitter. Like, how does that make you a good friend? She has to do it in a sort of underhanded way. And I think that's where she loses a lot of people on the reg because she does that kind of stuff nonstop. And it's just, it's just part of her personality and it's sort of encompassed in who she is. And I think that's where, um, you know, she has a lot of problems, especially in terms of the fact that it comes off as like, a lack of confidence when she speaks in that kind of way as well um all right so we got to the elimination let me give you guys the breakdown for those of you who have not watched the episode there is a giant square maze made up of a bunch of doors and thresholds and the various doors are you know different materials so they're wood plastic wrap cling film all of that um they all start on opposite sides of the maze from their partners opposite corners of the maze from their partners when tj says go they crash and bash their way through their maze to get to a locked door or a locked box the box has two locks on it and they each carry a key to the locks the whole time they're each carrying this key trying to find the box. They have to unlock it and take out the contents, which I couldn't even see what the contents were. So I don't know what contents they took out. Um, they just take out the contents and then they have to make their way back out the maze. So through the doors that they just broke, and then ring their bell. The first to ring their bell wins. The loser goes to the currently stacked redemption house. Um, so when I saw this elimination, though, I didn't really get to see it in the previously. Remember, I said last time um, I previously cut out, so I didn't know exactly what it was going to be but once i heard the directions i i pretty much knew that shane and nelson were going to win this seemed like it really favored their strengths in in a big way
1: i was uh as i said last week really nervous and because like i mean Kara taking shane out would would have been the end of me um
0: it would have been so funny
1: i would have just been sad but as soon as that elimination started i was like like I could not have been less worried. Shane got. It looked like Shane got to that key box in like a minute. Mm. He was just just kung fuing everything, and um, and Marie wasn't moving at all. And when Shane's yelling out for Nelly, 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 I'm here. I loved it. I wish he was calling my name out like that.
0: Oh and, my uh, god.
1: <laughs> and then they they uh they got into the little cubby together. They unlocked the box. And they were on their way. And and by that point, you know, Cara's kind of doing the poor me act. Like, oh, I'm going to come get my partner. She didn't do anything. She's trying to play it off. What? How, by the way, I was really confused. How did Marie get, like, the blue on the face? What, what was
0: that? Oh, the drywall. So I think inside the drywall, or maybe the wall was actually blue, it – some someone kicked. I don't know if it was Kara that kicked the drywall or if it was Shane and Nelson on their way out the maze, but mm. somehow drywall got kicked onto her face. I thought she looked great with the blue It was
1: hilarious. <laughs>
0: um, so this was interesting elimination because I think in a previous eliminations of this sort of style in the season, there were really obvious equalizers. And I did not feel like there was an equalizer this time. I know Erlene just dropped that in the comments, but I definitely felt that as well it didn't seem like anything was remotely equalized. The doors and the the threshold that they had to go through looked very, very difficult. And they looked on par with what Shane and Nelson had to do. I will be eagerly awaiting to read um, Marie's recap, uh, but you know, I don't, I don't know. It was just, it was weird that there wasn't equalizers this time, but there have been so many throughout the season and it's just a strange change of pace for production to make at this point, so late in the season as well, because you have to you have to figure that at some point, if they're doing equalizers for male-female elimination so often, that's going to end up being a strategy for a lot of people. So if they change mm-hmm. that now, it's just a little bit weird. Uh, so we'll find out. Hopefully, there'll be some tea spilled on that, and we'll update you guys. Um, okay, so right after the elimination, after Shane and Nelson win, you have Kara telling Marie that or this might have been right before, that Shane is like a fake friend to Marie. And that to me just was really... I didn't like that because that is the type of gameplay I don't like, Mm -hmm. where you then label an entire human or an entire relationship that you have with a person as null and void because of a gay move that they made yeah and i think that's not a healthy mentality to have and i also don't think that's how shane's playing it and i know shane cares about marie it's so obvious that they're good friends
1: yeah and and i saw like you know on i saw instagram stories of them after the reunion like they're 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 cool obviously yeah
0: yeah exactly so I, I don't know it just that was a lame comment i think car could have done without that and i think if she looks at people like that in terms of friendship and game then that's probably where she's going to have a problem because somebody at some point is going to have to screw over that's her friend um and you know if she takes it like this it's not going to be pretty mm-hmm. okay so let's go um into post elimination speech with nelson and shane this is just one joke that i think we have to mention and it's Nelson going, he put his key in, I put my key in, and it felt amazing to go through those holes. And then Shane goes, because we like holes. And that was just such a great little moment. I know Shane was dying because Nelson says a lot of shit in his interviews. I don't know if you noticed that, I don't know if Nelson notices the shit that he says in interviews, but it's almost always ridiculous. Like the lingo he uses, the terms he uses. I don't know. It's crazy to me. We'll get into 2018 century at some point, but it's just fucking hilarious. Um, okay, into, let's see, into into Redemption. Um, well, first, tell me how you feel right now in terms of them winning and then knowing that this whole Redemption house is stacked with people that are against Shane Nelson.
1: Uh, it feels like they're running the game. They're the shit. They got the numbers. People have tried to take them out. They've taken out two, uh, you know, credible teams. Do
0: you it think people have like tried to take them out? Do you think people have really tried to take them out, though?
1: Listen, even the great Johnny Bananas is powerless. And I'll tell you what, if Johnny and Tony go into elimination and they call in Nelson and Shane with their li- with their lives in the game at stake, I'll be impressed because I don't think they'll do it. I think they'll call in someone else. mm if Johnny and Tony went into elimination, I think they would call. I think almost anyone who goes into elimination at this point that the Lavender Ladies are voting in are going to call out Joss and Sylvia.
0: I agree with that, but I think that's not necessarily a good move for them. I have a feeling Joss and Sylvia will be great performers in elimination. That that is if they actually do live up to the potential. I don't know if they will or if they'll have blunders, but I do think that they're a really strong ass team. Um, Okay, so let's go into Redemption House. We have Zach and Amanda's little chit chat. I, I really do think they both made some great points during this time. I do agree that I do agree primarily with Zach. Like I said, in the last episode, we really talked that one to death. But I do agree that his game strategy, the one that he wanted to actually go with and the people that he wanted to align with would have been more beneficial for Amanda and their team in general. And I think if Amanda played it in a way that politically made her less liable to the decisions, then I think it also would have played better in their favor. Mm. Um, I do think Amanda made some good points as well in the discussion, where she basically says that, you know, Zach, the way Zach talks to her just hurts her feelings and it becomes difficult for her to respond to that kind of shit. And I think in that elimination, in that Armageddon, right? If Zach had threatened more, and then walked up less, I do think Amanda might have switched. I think if he had literally turned to Amanda and said, listen, TJ says we're going in. We have 10 seconds to decide. I will not pick Johnny and Tony. So the only option is Ashley and Hunter or us. Who do you pick to go in? Because I'm going to walk up there right now. I do think if he had done that kind of a thing, where it was a little bit more like, Amanda, this is the end now. So you have to choose. He
1: really called her on it.
0: Yeah, like he didn't even really bluff. He just sort of walked up there. And that's not I, – I didn't think that that was – so I, I do agree with Amanda. And she also did mention that if there was just a little bit more time to think about it, see? So that to me means that if Amanda had even a second more to think about it, she would have conceded because she would rather have sent in Ashley and Hunter, obviously, than herself. I'm not sure. I
1: mean, I, I think the, the easy compromise would have been for Zach to say, all right, let's do Car, Maria and Marie. But at that, that point
0: they couldn't do you know what i mean uh, like they had already screwed themselves so much because they they yeah. the way that they had done it they oh yeah yeah. It, just, yeah yeah it was just yeah yes a- yeah so it was just yeah, between right. johnny and, and um and ashley and it's basically they're two number one so it's a tough it's a tough situation but i i i think they could have both handled it a lot better i think zach was in the right strategically and i think amanda may have been in the right execution wise so um interesting play that they had there hopefully you know they'll both come back and redeem themselves i was really sad to see them go like that they were a team i was rooting for you know i I was excited that they were both teamed up together as well um okay so back into the main house um we have we have a lot of people okay so we have a lot of people rooting for bananas right now because he's the underdog i don't know how you feel about that but i think it's a really weird Thing to do like, why would you root? The fans have been dying for bananas to be either challenged or to not be the dominant party in the house, and all of a sudden he is. And now the fans want to not root, you know, the fans want to root for him. It's just weird, it, it's weird. I'll tell you why
1: it is it's because uh, bananas has taken the uh, you know, now that he rolls with Kara, uh, the Kara stands and the johnny people are like melding together into one and they're forming this this like satanic army so all the car people are rooting for johnny
0: oh my god
1: does not that disgust you people it disgusts me and i'm ambivalent to johnny i think johnny is entertaining Mm -hmm. and i think he is a necessary element to the show sometimes i don't think he needs to be a necessary element all the time um but it's so it's so funny to see the narrative twist with people like like all the people who watched Rivals three who who despised Johnny for what he did like you should be lapping this up this is Johnny like reaping what he sowed mm. and uh, yeah well, I, I feel the same the way about with him now.
0: I really feel the exact same way about Johnny I'm neither a stan nor a hater I honestly am. I think he's good TV. I think he's fine on the screen. I don't root for him excessively. It's not like I want him to lose either. Um, you know, I'm happy if he wins. He's won plenty of of times. Um, I don't think he's as horrible a human being as people make him out to seem. But I, he's just like on TV. People get really mad that he's on every season, and they get really mad that he like hustles around. But I don't I don't necessarily care. As my much my about
1: current that. thoughts on Johnny. Um, the <laughs> Like I, I don't focus my negative energy on Johnny. I focus it all on other people. But um, Cara,
0: all yeah. on Cara and he, Johnny hits. has done
1: some awful interviews lately. I listened to him on Challenge Mania. I listened to him on Bill Simmons, and it's just like
0: he went on Bill Simmons. Yes, yeah.
1: So he went on Bill. He went on Bill Simmons originally after he won Rivals Three. Bill Simmons <gasps> oh, loves the challenge. Bill oh my Simmons God. Is a, he's a challenge fanatic. Um, so, and I can just tell that like Johnny's the kind of person who like Johnny will take any in that you give him. So he's probably been hitting up Bill Simmons for like two years. Just like, Hey man, let me back on the show. Let me back on the show. So now he's got his NBC first look thing going. So Bill Simmons let him back on and he did his interview and it's just like Johnny's perception of the show and what it is and what he is, is warped. Mm. Um, it's just like he's kind of got like a skewed view of everything. He doesn't look at things the way that like hardcore fans look at it, so mm-hmm. it kind of leaves us with a little bit of a disconnect. So hearing him talk to Bill Simmons and hearing him spill like spit his Johnny shtick about the show and where it's at is like it, it's not it's not beneficial to the community. It it doesn't really do anything. Um, like I when he's going that. on there dragging every single new person that comes on the show and not giving them their props which I understand because there's not a lot of new talent, but there is new talent. Like Johnny hates Devin. So Johnny's not going to go on a show and hype up Devin, which he should be. Devin should be a fixture of the show moving forward. Yeah. But, but when Johnny's doing interviews and he's like, these are you the one kids suck. Everybody who comes in sucks. He's not doing the show a service. And also, I, I also want to add that Johnny has been very vocal bashing people for like turning the show into like a social media booster into like hashtags into hashtag the young bucks hashtag lavender ladies which I agree with and we agree with we talked about this last Mm. week however uh Johnny's best friend clearly organized a moment on the show last night where her and Marie said hashtag Cara Marie and you got the graphic and you pushed the hashtag so where does Johnny stand on that because that is exactly what he is preaching against
0: well I think if Johnny had joined the challenge during a time when social media was prevalent he would have been all over the branding and the hashtags that's like his shtick he freaking made jumpers for his note gate yeah. fiasco that wasn't even a fiasco yeah. you know it wasn't even a gate and he made merch for it so I, I don't know i think he's only saying that because it's a little bit past his time mm-hmm. so he can't necessarily brand all of his best moments like you probably would have liked to. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, he would have been all over it. Uh, and also Johnny's challenge mania interview. And and I know we, we've got Greg in here, by the way, if you guys have not seen it, Greg is uh, Greg is a loyal fan for us. And he is running like a challenge. He's running a challenge maniacs oh, Facebook yeah. page now. So if you guys want to take a look at that, you should, because it's got like a lot of just info about that podcast and about their events. It's got videos from their events. If you're trying to like get a look into it. Um, I was not a huge fan of Johnny's challenge mania interview. Um, Just, just because uh, nothing to do with, with, with the interviewers or the structure. It's just like Johnny and Derek together. It just kind of rubs me the wrong way because you know, Derek's always kind of, and that's why I loved Wes's interview because Wes kind of went at Derek for his allegiance to Johnny over the years. And Derek has always been beholden to Johnny. So to hear them talk about the challenge, like, like they're, you know, like they're the two greatest to have ever done. It is so funny to me. Like, (laughs) that's just wild, and then to hear johnny hyping up all these people who he's had serious beef with over the years he's like when you got dogs like ct coming in the house it's like man i really miss when ct hated johnny like i I want that back i know ct is a passive guy now i really i really want that
0: back I, i i think we could probably get that back at some point though if johnny pisses off ct in the right way i think we could see a little spark i would
1: love it um i don't know
0: we'll see it's probably unlikely um okay so then we go into redemption house and we have Cara and marie walking in after their loss um and I just have to say, like, I know people hate Amanda and stuff, which we're going to touch on the hatred from the fans at some point during this episode. But in terms of right now, people have to really appreciate the fact that this girl is consistent as fuck. Like, she is consistent about Mm -hmm. the things she says. So she hates Kara and she hates Kara through and through. Kara walks into the redemption house and Amanda looks like a smacked ass. Like, honestly, she is so upset. She just doesn't want to even be in the same room as Kara. And that's the kind of fight I like to see. I
1: I fucking respect that so much because so much drama and so many beefs on the show are manufactured and are fake. Mm. Uh, I respect the authenticity. I was going to say,
0: it does feel like, uh, this is actually a comment for later, but in terms of the Brits, I just feel like a lot of what Kyle does is really staged, like a lot of his fights and Mm -hmm. his interactions. And maybe that's just because I know that Jordy Shore is so staged and I have like inside knowledge into the fact that it's very aggressively not real. Um, And to me, whenever I see Kyle interacting, I get a lot of that vibe as well. It just, it just doesn't feel very authentic coming from him. So I'm not sure if that's just because I have a bias um, and knowing fact that, you know, Jordy Shore isn't real. So maybe he isn't on the challenge, but it does feel like that. And it just doesn't feel as like whenever he says stuff it just seems very planned so i'm not sure um and this actually goes right into the fight that basically this is the start to the fight that's going to happen later but kyle um goes in and talks to Kara almost instantly when she comes in um, because Kara had pronounced that she wants girl power you know right when she walks in she's like there's no girl teams we need to get girl teams back yeah, we- and Ka- we'll talk about that. Kyle overhears it and instantly tries to tell Kara not to take Kaylee and Cam, which was like, that was, that was just weird to me. But that like a moment like that right there, that to me felt really fake. I don't know if Kyle actually went to go do that. And then his fight with Kaylee, like it just seemed super staged. Wasn't having that fight. I don't know. It was also not very fun to watch. Um, and what's your thoughts in the comments that Holly is way hotter than Kyle because I totally agree.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: There's like Kyle no, has, there's no, there's no chance.
1: Kyle has a fake beard and a fake hairline. He's 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 a plastic. It's weird. It's weird to see him in his pirate band, like him and Brad. Guys, we talked about this last week. Do not make light of the bandanas that you wear. Like, do not hype this up. Like, like this is this is a movement that you need to be tagging. It's 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 not. It's your last resort. For the
0: love of God. It is definitely they're trying to make it a movement. Um, okay, so then we go through to Zach seeing the doctor. And this didn't seem like it took very long. Um, for when Zach had had his elimination to this, which was maybe a few days later, right? His nose had seemed significantly more swelled and pronounced. Like the I could see that there was more of a line here around the eye. Um, So you could see that it was getting worse and it wasn't necessarily uh, healing in the right way. So, you know, the call that they made, that was pretty understandable. Um, Okay. Then we go into the double, double cross. This was fun. I was so excited when TJ said that there was going to be four teams competing because that's so many teams in redemption. I know you probably hated that. You were just like, I would have
1: been more excited if, it was like, okay, if you're going to do the double-double cross, I was thinking like, okay, so this is it for redemption. You're just doing double-double cross, that's it.
0: Yeah, I thought that also. I was surprised when they got – I thought TJ was joking when he said losers go to redemption. I thought it was a joke. I honestly yeah. – I thought it was like him being sarcastic.
1: They're still doing it, man. They're still going.
0: Um, when's the season end date supposed to be? Uh,
1: it's like the middle of November, I think.
0: Yeah, so it seems a bit – I don't know. We'll see how they speed it up. Um when they bring them both back and then also have another redemption. I have a feeling whoever is last eliminated will then compete or whoever is second to last eliminated will then compete instantly in a redemption challenge. Mm-hmm. And then whoever goes in from there will compete for the final and for the challenge. But we'll see. Um, okay, so the double-double crossed. We have Natalie and Pauly coming to pick first. Uh, they pull the single. And then we have Cam and Kaylee coming to pick second. And they pull the double and right during this part, you have TJ who goes, what? And it was so great. It really showed a nice little bit of TJ's personality in there. Um, and then coming to pick third is Kyle and Brad, and they also pick the double cross. So I, that was crazy to me. Those odds are not there. Like for the two next teams to pick after the first yeah. and both got a double, and it's Kyle and Brad. So that was pretty, I don't know, that's pretty insane.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's like some people get caught up looking at it, trying to pick out an inconsistency and go for the right one, and they kind of get screwed. And mm. you know the people that just went in and picked confidently ended up pulling the double cross.
0: That's true. That's true. And I think Cam and Kaylee had their number picked before as well, from what they were saying. Yes. They said, are we still going to go with the same number that we were thinking? Yeah. And then yeah. they did that. Um, okay, so then we go back into Redemption House, and this is when that fight that was brewing earlier starts um officially and this is cam and kaylee versus kyle and brad and it ends up being more than that it started off as kaylee versus kyle then brad jumps in and cam kind of jumps in and car is kind of there like it was a weird fight um and it was
1: i i, I right? was so confused watching it i'm just like my god it's 2018 i'm watching brad fiorenza yell at this british girl
0: did you hear what, what he said that- did you that? What did he say exactly? Something I about even, um. Yeah,
1: like there's something about clean, Nelson. I couldn't even like make it
0: out. Well, no, he goes. He he said some stupid ass dad joke at the end towards um towards Kaylee. Something about a shitty mouth. Like there's only so much yeah. that I can clean out a shitty mouth before I have to give it toilet paper. I was like, what yeah. is that line? Like what yeah. was that line, Brad? See, so all that stuff. I don't know. That fight was just very off to me. I didn't really appreciate that. Um, and then we have Amanda just chuckling on the side, which was the best part of the whole fight.
1: Agree <laughs> 100. I uh, loved was it. Awesome.
0: <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Um, okay, so then we have another night out as uh, yeah, a, a
1: redemption house night out. They've been
0: doing a lot of that.
1: That's that's nice. Sure is, sure is nice.
0: Well, there's more people now in redemption, I think, than in the main house. So, yep, <laughs> it'll be a better night out than the main house would have had. Um, all right, so we get. Pauly talking to Cam, and I don't know how you feel about Polly now. He's really grown on me, though, tremendously throughout the season. And I think now really showed who he was, which was when Cam said, I want to bring a girl-girl team because I want girls in that final. And Polly, without hesitation, goes, you know, I respect that. Not many other people would have said that. Kyle gave a bunch of shit when he got that response. You know, I want a girl-girl team. And he tried to politic his entire way back in, and Polly saying he respects that to me was a pretty solid solid thing and stand up thing to do. Um okay, so then we have Cam and Kaylee attempting to scheme. Did you feel like when they were planning this at the club that it was even remotely going to be successful in Armageddon?
1: no all the all the planning for this was was so weird, and i was I was so confused by. I mean what you know obviously everyone was trying to politic to each other at at the bar and Paulie was like well you know my best chance is that the people that want to get even with me have their chance to get even with me and all that and I Mm. just by the time it got to the redemption challenge I was so I was just so confused by all that where like did Cam and Kaylee really think that kyle and brad were gonna go for this weird scheme to get kara picked or like and then car is yeah. chiming in i was and like also wow. they
0: would have had to beat brad and kyle and in that elimination that would have been really difficult to do
1: yeah and i was just like this is like such a horrible like jv strategy that that cam's like and i believe that you guys should pick Kara and marie what if somebody tried that shit on survivor they would just be like, they, they would be just laughed out. Like, like it, it would, it would be, an, it'd be a complete joke, but it was supposed to be like, I, I don't know. It, it was really strange. And then, and then Kyle and Brad are like, nah, we were probably going to pick them anyways. And
0: I didn't I think that really, that was true.
1: I was really confused by the whole thing.
0: I don't think that after doing that whole speech, that if, <clears throat> that if they didn't pick Car and Marie, that Kyle would have, I think he would have stuck to not picking them.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think they were going Natalie and Pauly. Well, they said that they were going to take Davon and Jose, but I think they were going Natalie and Paulie the whole time.
0: Yeah, I think all the way. Um, okay, so basically um, we go back into the main house. This is where we get one of Nelson's best moments of the season. Sorry, I'm crying because the challenge makes me really emotional. Um, and this is when TJ FaceTimes the house and Nelson goes, TJ FaceTime us. We live in in the 2018 century, people. That's the that's the exact. I was me.
1: dying.
0: I had to rewind to see if he said Facetimes or Facetimed, but he just said Facetime.
1: What, what he? What was the gimmick here? Why were it, they like, all yeah. right, let's have TJ Facetime everyone? What? Why? There must have been like technical difficulty. Filming,
0: yeah, a filming issue yeah. for sure. Yeah. It was definitely, it, 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 yeah, there's no way that was planned out before that, like they would have it on Facetime. <laughs> Was that was some last-minute solution. Some production assistant threw that idea out there, saved the day for whatever happened on the set <laughs> that day. Guys,
1: TJ's three hours away, and he can't get to us. What are we going to do? All right.
0: FaceTime. <laughs> Next thing you know, Brina Murray is giving that person a raise. Probably the same person that's bringing in all the British people. Same person. Um, okay, so <laughs> then um, we get a lot of knocks at production, bringing back these people because of, of bananas because they do tell them on the FaceTime that they're gonna bring back two teams. So you have Hunter and Nelson kind of going at it saying um, you know, that can you believe production has to bring in two people to save bananas? And it's kind of funny that they're giving production shit while in the house. Mm. It's not a it's not an off guess though.
1: Oh I mean I I was just like I was just like what is the point of for example, Shane and Nelson, who are kicking ass, and they're politicking, and they're taking teams out. Like, they're doing everything that they can do. And there's teams just being let back in the house. Let back in the house. And it's like, dude, Johnny got two teams back in the game last night who are going to be aligned with him. Mm. It sucks, kind of.
0: Well, it's the same thing that happened when Johnny and um, Nani came back for yeah. West. You know, that yeah, was like but, the but, shittiest team.
1: Like, literally doubled. It's it's like yeah. It's like a just a comp- uh, such a lifeline
0: it's and- true it feels like there's no there's less hope when you are actually winning in the game like shane and nelson have been doing mm. to 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 get to that final with the people that you want out out because there's so many chances for them to come back in that it's such a freaking i don't know it's like a crapshoot like no one can really know um
1: yeah it's and and just like I said, so so to see that, and and there there were some good moments to end this episode that we'll talk about. Like it was inspiring, it was cool, but but when I when I look at the big picture, I'm just like, why why are certain teams like trying so hard when it's just all these weird twists and turns, and and there's still going to be more redemption,
0: mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah, I feel like they need to at least for season 33. I would love to not see a redemption at least for one yeah. for one season. I'd love to just have. You know, the people who get sent home get sent home. And I'd like it for it to not be, like, purges with three teams going in one day. I'd like for it to just be, you know, basic, old-school challenge style where we know what's happening. Mm -hmm. We're not losing people, like, all in a rush and things like that.
1: Yeah, Um, these things can't be an expected part of the game. You can't have purges every season and redemptions every season. It it needs to be, like, a specific twist.
0: See, that's what Big Brother does, I think, that the challenge really lacks is – the way that they plan their themes to mm-hmm. me is a lot more thought out, even though some of them flop or are better than others. They do have very season specific twists where yeah, so
1: survivors the same way. Yeah. CBS is great at that. And I, I don't, obviously there's CBS MTV crossover. We're getting all these CBS people on the challenge. So they should really work together and to come up with, with, with some of these formats.
0: Yeah, they should hire some of their game designers. That's actually a great idea for production. It's true. They do they do such a great job at that. I think the challenge needs to just implement some of that because if we have the same twist every season, it gets so boring. And it's also annoying for the people playing. Um, okay, so anyways, then we go into the main, um, then we go into Armageddon. This is now the second Armageddon of the episode. So the pacing on this episode was pretty great. If you guys are keeping up with that kind of thing. Um, This was an episode with lots of content, which I really liked. And we have Zach and Amanda getting sent home pretty instantly once they go into Armageddon because of Zach's nose. So I guess it was broken is uh, what they're saying. Sort of broke the bone here. Yeah. I think this was the bone right here. So that sucks for Zach you know and amanda but at that point i'm pretty sure they both wanted to go home it seemed oh, like they, they, they were
1: not like that broken up about it they they had already been through the ringer
0: yeah they really it just felt like they lost all motivation by then and i feel them i think i would too if i was in that situation where it's just sort of like fuck you this partner's well,
1: up i'm so torn with zach like what what do you think of, zach loves tony Zach and tony love each other and, and i'm just like
0: i love them
1: i don't I know don't, how i feel about it
0: i when, honestly love that friendship i don't know why
1: whispering full savage to each other it's it's i don't know
0: what to think. i really like them as friends i think being negative they were both okay so So Zach was with Tony during Tony's most formidable season Mm -hmm. of becoming a man, like his own challenger. Because before that, Tony was really just a follower, right? Mm -hmm. And so for Tony's probably his biggest season ever, you know, Zach was his right-hand man, and he was by his side while he had to screw over this other guy. And I think their relationship has always been a lot more, like, leveled. Whereas Tony always felt degraded or patronized or condescended from by bananas. And so I think their relationship was more like this. And where Tony and Zach were like this, at one point, Tony was fed up with being like this with bananas. And he goes, yo, Zach, let's do some shit. Let's get rid of this one. And then let's both be up here. You know what I mean? And that's how I felt like that was a really important journey for Tony to go through. So for Zach to be there by his side through all of that, they really had, they shared a bond through that moment and through that season that I agree with Zach will, you know, their friendship there is pretty strong. And I don't know that Tony would ever go aside from the fact that he would have made the biggest mistake to go against any ally in this season. I just don't think Tony would have done that to Zach.
1: Mm -hmm. Shout out to Tony, by the way, engaged. I I know you saw that news going out, Tony and, uh, and Alyssa.
0: Did you see that picture of his dick imprint? No. Oh my God. It's so big.
1: No, I missed that. Somebody send me that picture. Send me
0: that. It's it's actually crazy. So basically, there's a photo. Fo- I don't know if it's just an outline or a shadow on his shorts. It looks like he has two penises coming out those sides, actually. But I know one of them has to be stuff in his pocket, and the other one has to be legit. But like, damn, they're crazy. Like, it's honestly, it's a crazy photo. Yeah, someone sent me that. Yeah, I'll take a look. There's a whole thirsty thread right now about it in Challenge Fans. I'll find oh, it for first. you.
1: Okay, I, I'll I'll go on Challenge Fans and and seek that out
0: um okay so we got them leaving the house and we have the uh double cross picks so this is where they try and play out that strategy obviously that shit just doesn't end up working and i don't know if anyone caught this when they go stand up by tj but brad he like makes the most hilarious michael jackson spin yeah it was the funniest thing ever (laughs) i saw that it was so great i was living for that moment um, okay, so then we got Cam and Kaylee pick first, and they pick Cara and Marie after a long little bicker spat with Kyle. Yeah, I, I don't need
1: to relive that. Don't need to relive it. It was weird. Somebody was, was trying to do strategy, and nobody did it well.
0: It also wasn't a good strategy to take because I don't think Kara and Marie would have been able to beat Brad and Kyle, and they wouldn't have been able to spin them. It would have been too yeah. heavy, it would have been this. Um, okay, so then Brad and Kyle pick Polly and Natalie. Of course, picking Polly and Natalie, they assume they're going to be the easier comp to go against than Devon and Jose, which is actually a smart assumption to make considering the track record. Yeah. Um, okay. So then we go um, into the actual elimination. It's called That's the Ticket. Obviously, a play on the fact that they're getting a ticket back into the house. Um, So there are two bingo cages, giant bingo cages in the center of Armageddon to begin one player from each team goes inside the bingo cages and they have to read these signs with ball numbers on the out that are outside the cages. They're like right there. They have to read them and they have little balls in there um, and they have to find the corresponding balls from inside the cage. It's basically like one of those ball pits that you have at mcdonald's but with numbered balls so you have to find those from inside the cage that match the ones on their sign and put them through this hole that's only on one side of the bingo i think it's on it's like on the vertical axis of the bingo cage that they have to drop it into and it's really difficult to do because they have to wait for it to like swing to the bottom and shit the first team to get all the numbers correct and into their tube wins the elimination goes back to the game, and then losers go to redemption house.
1: Back to again. redemption. Still alive, baby.
0: Yep. Um, you know, I wrote, how is there even still redemption? I think that's just like an obvious Yeah, like, double,
1: double redemption should have been it. That's
0: yeah. it. Should have been the end for sure. And I was hoping that that would have meant that then Brad and Kyle are just, you know, that's it. They're gone. Mm-hmm. That's done. Um, okay, so round one, we have Cara Marie versus Cam and Kaylee. And, you know, this was, this was an interesting choice of who's spinning and who's picking numbers. I was really surprised with that, and I assumed it would have been the exact opposite until mm-hmm. – because I didn't, I didn't think to myself that spinning would have been that crucial, but then I realized it really was. It,
1: it was to an extent um obviously what, what we saw in the second one you know it, it was more about in in the second round that, that we'll talk about it was, it was more about like figuring getting your bearings about you in the cage and figuring out how to work with the momentum mm. um but yeah it seemed like like cam was cam was trying to impact with with, with her spinning she was, she was trying to like change up the timing and it seemed like it hurt her like marie jumped out to a big lead and then there was a comeback and it was kind of a back and forth battle. I I appreciated it.
0: Yeah, I thought that was the strategy they should have all used, not necessarily tiring themselves out and spinning nonstop, but yeah. spinning when the person is looking for the ball, you know, spinning them in different directions and tripping them up and things like that. Yeah. I thought that that would have been more effective. Um, okay, so Marie killing this challenge. I don't know if production edited it, so it looked like Marie was swooping in and killing the Yeah, that's right what I was thinking. It
1: was really hard to figure out You know, and and they keep cutting the shots of the ball rolling through. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't figure out how accessible the tube was. I feel like it would be it it would be so hard to even if you have that ball to even get it into I I don't know.
0: So it seemed like they had to get it into that thing at the bottom of the bingo ball, right? Like there was that little flap and they had Mm -hmm. to like pull that up and then put the ball in there. And I think the problem was if they tried to do it while it was on the top it wouldn't flow into the tube right yeah. or it had to meet up with the tube i, I don't know it was, it was a little bit weird i also couldn't see it and you know the the way that they edited it i couldn't really figure out who was in the lead at what point uh then it came down it seemed like the way that they portrayed it was that it came down to uh kaylee versus marie uh even for the last ball so they were both looking for their fifth ball or whatever it was at the same time which is pretty crazy um, that Kaylee managed to catch up if she did in that way, and that they both held their own against each other because that, that was solid competition right there, and I think they did really, really well.
1: The, the editing was strange, and I'd be interested to see if it was that close at the end. Like, what was it? You know, were they really up 4-1, and then it was 4-4? Mm-hmm. Is that really how it went? I, I don't know. You got to take reality television with a grain of salt, but... Um,
0: Hopefully Marie's probably, recap will... Mean, good, uh, good on
1: Marie. Like, that was... That was a a clutch performance for her. And above it all, I am a Marie fan. Um, So I I was happy for her.
0: Are you? You've been feeling a whole lot like a Marie hater these days. I
1: know. um, I was actually rooting against them because Cara's misery trumps Marie's happiness in my eyes. (laughs) But
0: um,
1: I was happy to see her perform. And I mean, she was was marked up. That shit was unsafe. That was
0: very unsafe. They were
1: getting tossed around in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, you could very, break a very bone
1: easily in that.
0: Easy. Are you kidding me? The way that they were knocking them around. And I'd like to know what that cage was made out of. Was it like if it was metal? That's that was, yeah, that was like a
1: steel cage. There was yeah. no padding in there.
0: If that shit was actually steel, that's probably the most dangerous challenge I've seen to date, then.
1: <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's a choice grater, man. There's probably all kinds of sharp edges in there.
0: That that's like fucking nuts. Um, anyways, then we get them. We get Cam and Kaylee losing, which I I have to say, the way Cam loses with so much grace Mm -hmm. is very commendable. And And I really appreciate how she gave Kara the props that she deserves saying, you know, I lost to the original Elimination Queen. And that's awesome. Like, Cam can respect and give credit where it's due. I really love that. She wasn't a sourpuss and neither was Kaylee. That's the way you need to lose an elimination. Yeah,
1: and Kara's not the original Elimination Queen, but I'll let it slide, Cam um
0: who would you say the elim- original elimination queen was
1: gotta go with sarah grayson sarah grayson's the original elimination queen the gauntlet queen she's still thriving on that nickname uh 15 years later and did you know her challenge mania live appearance build as the gauntlet queen so
0: that's true i feel like there was a few people who had more shock there's than been
1: than some the people, people who had epic elimination runs my, my favorite was katie on inferno mm. that's a classic
0: she goes she
1: goes into like like her team is that's the first time you ever saw a team throwing eliminations to try and get katie out like her own team were throwing things and it it's it's incredible If if you guys have never watched that you're not a real fan of the show uh shane's on that season so go back and watch it
0: you're so dramatic. I know um, I am. I'm, yeah, I'm there was, extra. There was definitely a few of those, you know. Tanya, I think a lot of people tried to the ones that got scapegoated and then got sent in. I know everyone hates Camilla, but you know Camilla and Brandon on Cutthroat, they yeah, definitely like, did some they had work. A good
1: run. People have had good runs before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah so I
0: love Katie. I love Katie Early and Kaylee's. Uh, well, I mean,
1: Wes Wes had an, an epic run on Fresh Meat and then into the duel and mm-hmm. into the ruins until he eventually got taken out by Kahuta. Um,
0: oh my God. In that rope elimination,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. I honestly thought that was one of the funniest. A limbs because you just see wes get so in his head and it's his Achilles he heel champion. yeah you see this and champion
1: saw a champs for a stars he with ropes and knots
0: oh yeah that's true it.
1: he can't do it that that's what throws him off
0: it's so funny because he he's cigarette just cigarette treadmill
1: Katie Greg that's a great comment
0: <laughs> that was a great Katie yeah um,
1: Katie obviously passes my criteria for a great challenger smoked heavy.
0: Yeah,
1: got, got the win. <laughs>
0: if you smoke heavily, we like you on the show. If,
1: if you have a challenge season victory and you were smoking during the season, I respect the hell out of you.
0: Honestly, there's okay. I mean, maybe now the rules are so intense, but if it was back in the day, I would have been high all the time, like off of whatever, <laughs> whatever weed Wes was picking up for everybody.
1: <laughs> um. Okay, well, so I mean, if you believe the rumors, I, I think Wes was was picking up more more than weed. He was picking up, you know the. the the anabolics. Yeah, new-
0: well, when they were in Panama uh, filming the island, they all got fucked hardcore, so.
1: Yeah. Um, it's good stuff.
0: Okay, round yeah. two. Brad and Kyle versus Natalie and Polly. I don't... This whole episode made me so emotional because it was so... There were so many like underdogs and losing and winning and people coming back and yeah. I I don't know it it just felt like there were so many emotions nonstop. this
1: was I mean it was one of I I haven't laughed that hard in a while like I did watching Kyle toss around Natalie it it was one of the fun like it was just like so crazy that all I could do was laugh
0: oh my god I was almost crying
1: because it's like so unfair (laughs) it's so unfair I was
0: I was literally (laughs) almost crying my heart was (laughs) like a six
1: foot three jacked guy and she weighs 90 pounds it was
0: they honestly the fact that okay so this is my issue i've i've talked about the fact that i hate Mm non-gendered challenges so much because i'll tell you what it is as a woman right if you've ever been a woman that's felt the strength of a man even a weak man you understand what it's like to be scared of a guy Because guys are inevitably much stronger than us. Obviously, I'm not saying the strongest females aren't stronger than the weakest males. It's not true. You're obviously gonna find some overlaps there, right? But for me personally, so like a woman who doesn't necessarily work out, although I did this morning, versus (laughs) a guy that doesn't necessarily work out, naturally the guy is a lot stronger than you. And it's really frightening when you first discover that in your life. Like it's a fucking Mm -hmm. scary, whether it's like anything. You've been assaulted, or you have just a friend that's like hugged you, you know, in a, in a crazy ass way, or you've been picked up before. Like I once got picked up from the floor, okay, only by my hand, by my one hand, all the way up to a bar, while this guy was standing up on the bar, literally lifted me to standing position. I didn't even understand what was going on with one hand. He did that, like that's the that's the difference of strength. I can't even lift myself on the bar myself. Do you know what I mean? So it's just, it's crazy like that kind of shit that happens. Or if you've ever arm wrestled a guy, honestly, it's pretty insane. But there's something really frightening about Mm -hmm. that. And personally, being a scrappy human being, one on one combat scares me a lot less because you guys have a very vulnerable spot. I can just knock you in the nuts. And then it's just like, that's over, (laughs) right? But if you're in a position like Natalie was put in, where you have no control over Mm -hmm. the pain that's being inflicted on you. And it's all in the hands of a guy that's significantly stronger than you and like dominating over you. Mm -hmm. That is a really, really, really frightening position to be in. And I honestly like was feeling the trauma that Natalie must have been going through while being in that cage, and the fact that MTV didn't stop them or slow him down or anything to me is that's like a fucking liability. Like that's insane to me. That's insane that they didn't do shit about it. TJ didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I wasn't the, having this nothing. is
1: this is like it's a perspective that I I mean th- this is deeper than I than I thought we would get, and and I like that. I like that you're making making these parallels here. But what I most like is that this is like common ground here because this is something that i guarantee you if you watch Susie and sarah's commentary on this episode coming up this is like something this is like a point that they will make so i always knew that i could find some level ground here between you and the brainiac girls my girls Susie and sarah i got love for them uh i'm a defender and uh
0: make me stand them like
1: I I feel like you guys would have a lot of common ground on this issue. They will feel the same way. And I also, yes, Greg, shout out. Katie defeated men on Inferno. That's the second Katie reference.
0: All right. But whoa, 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 whoa. whoa With that comparison, those eliminations were not the same. Yo, she
1: beat David Burns in a spoiled milk uh, competition. They had to hold their breath under spoiled milk david according that to coral, david
0: holding her head under the fucking spoiled milk water that's like the equivalent of what happened to natalie listen
1: she got the w um she was gonna stay under that spoiled milk until she passed out according to coral on her interview that she did on challenge mania david was a cokehead at the time so, <laughs> so he probably like you know had some issues going on in his, in his in his nasal area so i don't think that was a good spot for him to be in
0: It's just—I don't think you can't—you can't can't compare those kind of eliminations, though. I really think this was a fucked-up elimination. It was—it
1: was wacky. I think it was was super dangerous. Yeah. And
0: I like like, it. I like it. Though.
1: Like like, just broken her neck if if she would have rolled the wrong way.
0: Okay, first of all, Evelyn beating two men on the island was not a physical fight. Like, they weren't they weren't inflicting yeah. pain. on it. These are all different things. I agree. I'm all for that kind of comp. You know what I mean? Like, listen, that elimination in itself, when Evelyn was doing the planks on that, on that thing on the island and she was mm-hmm. taking them off, like, that alone, it wasn't like one of them had a plank and was able to fucking hit her with it. That's yeah. literally what was happening to Natalie. She was being, like, hit the whole time. I don't know. I just think that that was really crazy. And on top of that for the whole season they have all these crazy equalizers and then comes this episode last night with two eliminations with differing genders competing against each other and there's zero equalizers is that not that's just so weird to me
1: yeah it was like they exposed a hole in the system like when when the when the producers saw natalie going into the cage and and that kyle was going to be spinning her they were probably like oh shit we 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 made a mistake Mm. but luckily for them They got epic television content out of it, and that is because notorious challenge, choke artist, and failure, Brad Fiorenza, was in the other cage. This guy is horrible. Mm -hmm. For all the Brad defenders out there, how can you even justify him losing this elimination? An elimination in which the person spinning his cage fell off of his platform, and Brad, at multiple times, during the broadcast brad was standing up with a ball in his hand because polly was so physically spent from trying to spin someone that weighs 100 pounds more than him he could not spin the cage brad how did you lose you suck dude
0: that's true honestly that true. It, i think it all came down to brad in this it did all come down to Brad in this, you know, in this elimination, and he did. He did. <laughs> he
1: he, he lost it. Natalie was literally. <laughs> she was not even visible. She was buried and spinning in this contraption, and Brad lost. I would love
0: to know where is all the Brad Daquan. defender. Daquan yeah. is a huge Brad yeah. defender. Oh yes,
1: Daquan is the number one Brad fan. I just want to once again remind everyone that the only reason that brad has won a challenge season is because his wife orchestrated
0: the and yeah. brad
1: wanted to go into elimination on that season brad was like yeah i want to get my hands dirty and take people out mm, not after that performance i saw last night buddy might want to might want to be careful with that can i get someone to run stats can i get brad's all-time elimination record yeah. i i highly doubt he's got a winning record uh,
0: we we're,
1: i wish we had alan in here i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna it's
0: possible google it right now yeah Um, i'm
1: gonna go into one of my chats and tag alan
0: so basically in terms of the fact that like okay Polly falling right i honestly i don't know about you guys i'm loving Polly. like ever since the past few episodes i just absolutely love him i know he gave
1: it everything he had yeah i have so much respect for that like he was completely overmatched because Mm. brad is brad must weigh like 230 pounds
0: And also on top of that, there are many, many far less confident guys that would have been way too insecure to get up after that fall and continue going. Like, I know a lot of people who would have, you know, found an excuse like, oh, I tripped. Now I just like I broke my ankle. Like, you know, they would have lied on the floor like Alton did when he couldn't fucking get back up against Brent. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. all of those things that have happened. Polly was none of that. He never once complained. He was never once giving shit. You know, he didn't even say like, I'm super outmatched. This is going to be impossible. He just went in there and gave it everything he had. And I give him so many props for that and so much credit for doing what he did, especially going against Brad, because weight was a heavy factor. You can't get around it.
1: It, it ended up yeah. being like an emotional moment. I, I it, this this episode took me so many different places. It was it was wild.
0: I was nearly crying. I was mm-hmm. honestly. It was so. It was crazy from the fact. And then the whole the whole thing that just tied it all together was when Natalie ends up winning and beating Brad, putting that final ball into place after she basically spent five minutes being tossed around and turned. Only because she had a few moments of breath because Kyle's strategy was so shitty that he actually wore out, like he yeah,
1: she she rope-a-doped Kyle, mm-hmm. which is I don't think she meant to do it, but it, it worked out. It was hilarious.
0: <laughs> she definitely didn't. And, you know, i I was posting on Twitter. I was so I was just so full of emotions because the episode starts off. and, you know, Marie and Carl lose. Let me go into Shane winning and i was like oh shane wins and then you know we go back in and then marie wins also so i was like okay shane and marie win." because if there was an option for shane and marie to win on that poll that's what what i would have fucking chosen you know i wasn't looking that those were like the people i wanted now all of a sudden both of those two people are there then we get to see like a really awesome side of cam and kaylee like made me so emotional then all of a sudden we see this whole thing with natalie i'm like deep in depression and trauma worried that she's about to get killed then all of a sudden she pulls through and she wins and beats the odds and they take out this powerhouse of a team and this arrogant cocky son of a bitch of a team fucking Kyle like this whole thing right here anybody who's a Jordy Shore fan this elimination that was for Holly Natalie did that for Holly because Kyle's a cunt he fucked over Holly and he is literally the worst of all the Jordy Shore people, minus maybe Dan and Greg. And, you know, this just goes, this is just like karma all in a nutshell. This all is an
1: underrated storyline of our podcast is that you are steadily like unleashing more and more hatred towards Kyle. So now, now you've got your target and that's important. Um, Brad- because I
0: remembered why I hate him so much. Slowly watching like as as, as things unfold, I remember why I disliked him so much from-, from
1: Back to the checkup on Brad's elimination record. Now it's all coming back to me. So Brad has that weird six and five. I was not expecting six and five. However, (laughs) CT, I do not count the CT. That is bullshit. Brad beating CT on the duel is a croc. I will give Brad his victory against Landon on duel two. That was one of the strangest things you'll ever see. That was like Brad is really good with fortuitous circumstances where where Brad hit where Landon had him beat, and Brad hit his clip away. Do you remember this?
0: Yeah, 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 I do. And, I and
1: Landon had to, like, try and steady the clip to to put the... Uh,
0: to put it yeah. on, but it was shaking yeah. or something, and the, right?
1: And then, so Brad, like, swatted it and then ran away. And that was a brilliant move. Uh, mm-hmm. That was great for Brad. Let's not forget that Brad also blew a lead in that final and got passed on the last stretch. One of the worst finals ever, by the way. Duel 2, one of the worst finals in challenge history. Um,
0: Wait, Duel 2 final... Dual two final. Who won that one? Evan, Evan oh. and Rachel. Too.
1: Yeah, that um, final
0: was so lame. That's the finals garbage the elevator that they had to do in that final. Yes. Like well, once we well, got to was, that point, was, I was um, um, like, this it suck.
1: was also where they were like tied to their partners. So yeah. like Mark Long was in the final, but Mark Long had to literally wait for Anissa. <laughs> so uh, Mark had to wait for Anissa uh, to like ride a bike somewhere. And
0: Mark I, was such a gent about that, though. Yes. He was really nice about it. That's true. That final did suck, honestly. That because fi- that final was. Just the wrong amount of grand to like creativity. If they had made everything harder and bigger, it might have been different.
1: Also, if you go back and watch that season, like the way that the the final just comes up like halfway through the last episode, I was like, oh, all right, here we go. It's the final. I'm like what? So you know, the final was so bad that they only had like ten minutes of content for it. Um. Oh God. Okay. More things coming in with Brad. Yes, Brad. I remember Brad beating Big Easy uh, on the duel in pole wrestle which
0: yeah okay like good job i could be big easy in pole wrestle (laughs) that elimination Um, was so not tailor made to anybody of size sorry you just yeah I think
1: uh yeah I think the other thing about duel two that leaves a sour taste in my mouth obviously like like Landon was so good on that season to watch it like go down like like he would have won the final easily also to lose ct that early in albeit memorable fashion but it kind of like hamstrung the cast
0: i used to i used to always look up because i love ct so much that i would look up seasons with ct and then watch them and i'll Mm. never forget going through and binging and putting on the duel too and then i started and i remembered. i was like oh he's only in 10 minutes and then i just shut it off and i went to another
1: season. Honestly, it's like, Duel 2 is not that good of a season. That's one of the most overrated seasons where when you're talking about seasons that you really like, people will hype up Duel 2 um, because there's, like, a few memorable moments. But overall, it's not a very good season. Um, I don't like it that much. Uh, You'd be much better off, like, watching Fresh Meat 2. Fresh Meat 2 is sick.
0: Okay, first Uh, of all, Fresh Meat 2 is unbelievable. You can't compare, like...
1: like It's, like, the second or third best season of the show. I I think it might
0: be the first. Okay, but... I don't know, a Duel 2, Duel 2 was the one where they had like the ice block challenge with the curling, right? Like, like those, like there was, those there was quite a few challenges on there that I thought were pretty cool. I liked the one where they were holding, they were hanging people up. Um, do you remember when they hung them up and then they, ha- and then once they let go, they just like dropped into yes. like fucking nowhere land. Like that yeah. shit was kind of cool. I liked a lot of the design structure of like the actual daily challenges of that. Um, wasn't the biggest fan of the eliminations we saw. I didn't think that they were that entertaining as much as you know, yeah, like, and,
1: and they were they, were they were limited. Like, um didn't ne- Nehemiah call Evan into elimination that season and, and it was just like kind of a whack mm. elimination. To, to yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, they were all right though. And I liked Britney. Brittany was on she, she never appeared. Yeah, it's
1: Brittany's only season, she was cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. And she was she she's was just like a cool chick. Like I would have liked to see her again. Um, all right. So that's basically the whole episode, guys. That's the whole recap. Yeah. You, I mean, you, you
1: get the big emotional ending, which was cool and unexpected. And now you've got two teams back in the house that are going to work with Johnny.
0: Mm-hmm. Yay. And the whole time – yeah, I know you're upset. The whole time I was watching this episode, I kept thinking to myself, like, are you not entertained? That line just kept coming over in my head mm-hmm. over and over again because it was so entertaining. And I think maybe the best episode of the season so far. But probably hands down, yeah. does. Yeah. your
1: I, I, I'm, I'm still going to go with the, the cam episode as the standout episode of the season. Um, but there have been, I mean, there have been like three really good, this was a really good episode. Um, the episode, I, I want to say the Shane and Johnny argument with the hair helmet was a great episode. <laughs> that was a good one. And the cam episode.
0: Yeah, those are pretty solid. Those are pretty solid. I do. I don't know. I think, um, I think last night's was I just I preferred last night's because of the content that we gotta see in there mm-hmm. versus although the strategy and that whole that whole scene with Cam and stuff was great, um, for jackets, etc. I just preferred last night's, I think, also. It was more emotional. I was really emotional watching it. Yeah, you were you
1: invested. I mean, you were still riding an emotional high from figuring out the season 33
0: cast. No, season 33 was today, and that was the craziest emotional high of my whole life. Like, I was fucking freaking out all day. I was on a group chat with my family at one point, freaking out to them. They were all just laughing at me, which was just tremendous
1: yes and for those who do listen to challenge mania landon does not remember britney's name and also said that he hasn't watched uh an mtv show since real world denver
0: (laughs) he doesn't remember britney's name that's fucked up
1: yeah he was calling her brianna (laughs) (laughs) but was that like an
0: accident he actually knows it's britney or no
1: I, i just don't think he cares that much it's not really it's not really like
0: you think no. he's over it? He's probably over it now. This whole world is um is done.
1: He he would do it again. Like they just seriously that once I compare the challenge to Survivor a lot, and it's because I've been watching a lot of Survivor. But the, like they are, the producers just put so much more care into their cast, like th- their their legacy there you know ways to innovate moving forward where on,
0: on survivor or the challenge on survivor. survivor and they just like
1: they pay so much deference to people who the fans love like they give the fans every opportunity to see people that they love again um and oh well that's great and the challenge doesn't necessarily do that as as much you know the challenge has like three or four people that they'll bring back and bring back
0: but don't you feel like it's a little bit different because of So I was thinking about that also, like because of the way that the games work, like Big Brother and stuff, it's usually a new cast. So if they bring back people, it's usually one or two that are brought back. Whereas in the challenge, it's all brought back casts, you know, Mm. it's all it's all recurring. Um, There's just one thing that I think we should touch on before, which is the hate that Shane was getting online. And, like, yeah. the lack of respect that was going on there. We didn't cover it that much. And I just want to say people are very extreme. Like, people are very, very out there with their negative opinions towards a lot of the cast members. It's like nobody wants to see Amanda again ever. It's like, don't you guys, like, what do you want on your screen? Everyone wants Derek Kosinski to come back. It's like, Derek is cool, but what we want a bunch of Derek's and Landon's on yes,
1: the show? Yes, th- thank you. Like, that, that doesn't do it enough. Like, everybody wanted Derek to come back, and Derek came back on Dirty 30, and it was cool.
0: It's cool. That's
1: but it. you know what
0: well, <sighs> yeah but that's it you know it was just cool like there's no like there's only so much a great competitor is going to do it for me in terms of entertainment in the house like you yeah. can be an amazing competitor but i need more from you i need more i need juice i need you know i need stuff like old school derek was great he was a loose cannon and it was yeah. fun to watch yeah. new school derek it's is
1: definitely yeah. he's kind of settled in he's an you, adult you, You really, and I do have to give Brad props because usually the vets that they bring back are people who are settled in their life and they're different now. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got like a more toned down CT, a more toned down Derek, even Johnny to an extent. Uh, Brad's just a complete mess. So (laughs) yeah, cast more people like that who are just, (laughs) whose lives are falling apart um, that used to be- so
0: true. Those Um, are the ones you gotta be back because you actually need- you need entertainment you need the drama and you need the fun and you don't get that with a lot of those old schoolers as much especially because they're just you know they're normal yeah like now.
1: when you bring Derek on a show you're just get like that's the other thing about Derek's interview challenge mania interview with johnny is Derek was like now did we tell people that we had like a secret alliance thing going on in dirty 30 i'm like wow Derek and johnny were working together i never would have expected that oh my yeah. god i don't think anybody knew that you guys were working together come on man
0: Um, come on the
1: people who hate Shane and the people who hate Amanda specifically on challenge fans and challenge talk I wonder if like I want to ask some of them okay cast me your dream season because do you really want let's say it's a 20 person cast do you really just want 20 workout warriors it's like all right I want all these 20 people who do crossfit Mm. and uh, you know uh, that I follow on twitter that's not going to be fun that's going to be boring
0: yeah and a lot of people underestimate how much more enjoyable it is to watch with people who are going to give us a little bit of life you know in yeah. the house like you want like, that if
1: you just want to watch american ninja warrior watch american ninja warrior it's
0: that's, a great show that's, that's, but watch it yeah,
1: yeah. yeah that, that has its own niche
0: yeah yeah that's so, true 100 yeah. percent true um so on that note i think that's phenomenal oh wait let's do a greg's comment right here great competitors aren't as fun to watch when the competitors competition suck though 30 wasn't in Derek's wheelhouse. The Joss elimination was, though. Yes. And, listen, I agree with that. And that's why I think people like Derek or, you know, even CT at this point, because no offense, but CT is getting boring to watch as well, mm-hmm. is the fact that they make great mercenaries. Like, bring them in to just come in to take these people out and then to bounce. Like, don't have them stay in the game. Don't have them do this stuff. They're really good at actually being mercenaries. Yeah, I mean. And that's she- where you have to stick them at.
1: Shane is bringing content people and he's in that same life space that they are, but he's an entertaining person. And he's not, he's not compromising what he used to be. He's still a shady bitch.
0: Mm, And
1: it's, he's proud of it. That's great. You need people like that. You need someone like Abe. If Abe comes onto a show, he's batshit crazy. He's going to bring it. See that's the good shit. If you bring Tina or Coral back, like, they will pop off. That's what you got to think about when you're casting vets.
0: I don't know if Tina – I mean, maybe they still would. I think that they would, just for fun. Um, Greg is saying well, that – You're J- right. K- Tina
1: could be more subdued now. Like, I if you had she- Tina and Veronica on a show together, they would just drink wine the whole time.
0: Yeah, they would be like adults, you know? That, that's be- what was
1: weird for me to have Shane and Veronica back on on seasons together, like on Vendettas and and, and on this season – You know, I thought we would get some of that. We would get some more Shane and Veronica. But Mm. I think Veronica is more subdued and Shane is still about that life. Um, Yeah,
0: I think Shane's still about entertaining us with, you know, whatever he can. And I think Veronica, well, she's just older now and she doesn't want to stoop to those kind of levels. Whereas Shane will give the audience what it wants.
1: Um, Oh man, yeah, LJ. We've got LJ, not to be confused with MJ in the comments section, trashing Casey Cooper, one of Shani's all time favorite challengers this could get
0: whoa 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 all right first of all i'm gonna address greg's point now that i'm fired up so greg's saying that oh my god i can't even like hold on jk Mm -hmm. talk trash and backed it up by winning ll talk trash and lost such quit half the time well ashley won a season so not necessarily always true and they haven't had as many chances to win as jk has so let's give him a shot um when she
1: wins the season he'll be talking all the shit
0: Next up is this comment on Casey, a.k.a. challenge legend.
1: (laughs) You're tagging her as a legend, man.
0: Legend. First of all, I'm pretty sure she dated TJ, which means that she's already top. (laughs) Second of all, second of all, there is no greater human being to be on a challenge than somebody that smokes, parties like a psychopath, and will still go into a shit ton of exiles and do what needs to be done and Mm -hmm. come back for those wins. There is no way that Wes was winning all those exiles alone. And anybody can say any otherwise, but Casey, Casey was a help to him because there are worse partners he could have had and he would have done worse in those. And I honestly think the fact that she was just like a workhorse through them, didn't say shit, went right through it, fucking won, and was fun doing it the whole time. LJ night. clapping Makes you back. Amazing. Legendary sneaking, out the
1: Legendary sneaking out the window with Johnny. Oh, that pulled. was a
0: great episode. She's so entertaining. Yeah, she snuck. Yeah, she actually hooked up with Johnny. Johnny Bonanza is hot. If you want to hook up with him, you can hook up with him. I give Casey props for hooking up with him.
1: I, I, I'm really liking LJ. Most of our viewers and commenters all go at me. So I think I'm going to try and nurture. I'm going to try and stir the pot a little bit on this LJ and Johnny feud. Let's, let's drum it up
0: honestly I just love Casey like I just love her as a person I want to hang out with Casey I think she's so fun I think everyone would get mad the fact that people would get mad at her for not doing challenges mm. was one of my favorite parts about Casey as well like we would she would hold people up for hours because yeah. she didn't want to go jump off the ledge and shit that's brilliant mind play okay. she didn't think she was doing it but that that's like entertainment oh god
1: the, the, there, there are we would do such a great I, I think our wheelhouse of challengers to interview are like some of these forgotten challengers who had a had a great couple seasons who they don't get talked about anymore. Mostly women. I feel like we would have
0: Anastasia. Yes.
1: yes. Anas- oh my God. If we interviewed Bird, if we interviewed Casey, if we interviewed Jill, if we interviewed like Sarah Grayson, who we've talked to, who we've talked about interviewing, uh, we would kill it with these people. We would have fantastic interviews because we would just be here to talk shit. And dish dirt. It's not going to be the same old, same old.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I don't know. Listen, I don't. I don't. Tina's saying I give her too much credit. All right. I don't think Casey Cooper. Listen, that's your girl. I don't think Casey Cooper is an athletic beast. However, I think she's a challenge legend because she left such a lasting impact. Like how many other people in her caliber left that big of an impact on the show? Just think about it. Not many. She literally. Was- she literally. was
1: literally like the factor that, that swung the entire ruined season was was the fact that, that she was on it and, and the vets just used that the whole way.
0: Oh, I just love her. She was always down for fun. Um, all right, so I totally agree with what Tina's saying. Zach always does look like shit. He is wearing a Home Depot sweater. This is just his vibe. This it's is kind not Home Depot, our- this
1: is Serve Pro. Come on now, people. I'm repping my company.
0: Oh my god. Okay, it's part of the brand. It's definitely part of our brand. I have to look good. He has to look bad. I, we're good, cap, bad cop. I look okay. all right. You know what? Johnny is hot. Like, I don't I don't care what people say. I didn't think he used to be back in the day when, actually, when Casey got with him. I didn't think he was that hot back then. But he is now. So he glowed up. He glowed up big time.
1: Mm-hmm. Johnny's comb over is hiding a, a severe lack of hair. I just want to point that okay. out. LJ I just, just want to said, keep dragging male pattern baldness.
0: LJ just said Casey would cry and not even attempt a challenge. But that's why I loved her. <laughs> that's honestly like one of the reasons why I would love her because she would make it like this whole big deal and then everyone would get like mad at her and stuff, but then they would all still love her because she was like lovable in that way. There's not many people that have done that kind of thing like Siobhan, right? Siobhan's in the same caliber. People hated Siobhan.
1: I will tell you what, for for all the love that we're giving Casey, I would say with the general challenge public, Siobhan is more memorable. And I think that's why I, I like Casey because she's kind of like underrated. People remember Siobhan for her like two moments, for her popping her implant, her, her on cutthroat. Um, what was well, the cutthroat? Yeah, she was on Duel 2 as well. Um, but but like, so Siobhan is is the one that people remember and Casey kind of doesn't get the headlines that that she should.
0: Does she not? Okay, I don't know. Maybe I'm just going off of what I remember, but I definitely remember Casey a lot more than I remember Siobhan. Like Siobhan's just that girl that popped her boot. Casey's the like ba- Casey Cooper.
1: <laughs> the best all-time freakout is is Leah. I'm I'm gonna call out Inferno again. Leah on the bungee jumping heights <laughs> challenge on Inferno, like literally had a panic attack and had to. She could not do the challenge. She passed out. They had to. They had to take her on the ambulance out of there. Darrell was her boo thang at the time, so Darrell went to visit her in the hospital. That's a classic. Inferno that getting,
0: was crazy
1: yeah inferno getting a lot of love on here guys if you haven't watched it you gotta go watch it leah from real world paris ct's leah was incredible television hated, Leah,
0: season. ct was gonna kill her
1: leah, the best part was and if you if you've never watched ct's real world season you should it's on youtube uh hopefully unless it got flagged from the last time i watched it but it should be somewhere there's certain episodes of real world Paris where you will see, like you can see CT as a star in the making. You can see what he is going to become and why he kept getting cast. And it's really funny. And him and Leah, hated each other they always mm-hmm. went at it they clashed all the time and then when they get on inferno it's so good because leah's like i've really done a lot of work to repair my relationship with ct <laughs> i think we're in a really good place right now and then and then it cuts to ct it's perfect editing because ct we gotta get leah out of here <laughs> oh my god i
0: remember that scene so well she's so clueless like she thinks that they're actually it's aligned fantastic. and stuff and that fantastic. he's gonna have their back but yeah listen i Leah leo was cool she was annoying but that that whole scene was crazy people okay so jessica just said i remember paula more than i remember casey or i think it's supposed to say than i remember casey and and obviously like paula is is a good challenge yeah, I, I paula was good
1: paula is she was good tv she's not my favorite um and they pretty much gifted her two wins at the end which was okay, the
0: first i would say the first like few challenges that Paula did I wasn't feeling Paula at all like I didn't like her I thought she was annoying I remember like thinking when I was watching them live and stuff that I disliked her but then when she came back and she was doing rivals and things like that I actually started to like her because I saw a little bit less of the sort of cry baby Paula and a little bit more of marathon runner Paula because she actually was like a sick athlete um
1: as but, usual, you know, we're, we're on different sides of this. I, you know, Paula, yeah, she had it her, her shit more together on the rival seasons, but it was just like, man, like she's getting a free ride. She's got Evelyn and Emily. Are you kidding me? Like they, there, there was no competition.
0: Uh, yeah, but they do that all the time with people. Like they give them such ridiculous, like they, like Tony and Bananas versus you know whatever. I mean, obviously now it's not really working on their favor, but just the concept of two guys or the concept give of Bananas. Give Abe the ever. Lifetime
1: Achievement Award. Partner Abe with Johnny. Give give him another win. It's
0: been a long time. That would be insane.
1: It would be great television, and it'd be an yeah. easy win. So.
0: Um, All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up from here, guys. But this was an awesome recap. Awesome episode last night. And I cannot fucking wait to see what happens next week. I'm going to be watching. Are you the one tonight? And even if it's actually catch up, we'll give you guys our thoughts on I'll catch up eventually. and
1: And I agree with you. Laurel dragging Paula all time moment. Loved it
0: that was that was a pretty rivals
1: one baby that was
0: vicious and i don't support that kind of behavior in real life however on reality tv
1: <laughs> when, when i'm watching yeah. when it's on my television screen <laughs> feel free to drag them
0: yeah yeah 100 percent um and a quick shout out again to Juz cuz brand please check them out on instagram at Juz cuz brand that's j-u-z-c-u-z brand nike says just do it we say just did it
1: just cuz <laughs> let's go let's make sure-
0: we love that tagline And check us out at Saniac Podcast. Um, We're going to be doing, you know, more content coming from ourselves. Um, So I know some of you guys may have seen the video of me freaking out today. That was really just an emotional overload. (laughs) I appreciate the compliments on that episode, Tina, um, or on that video. uh, That was right after working out. I honestly had so much energy, and I think I was going to freak out after hearing the cast list. I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, And lots more coming your way. Hannah's hit list is also up every single week, so check that out. Uh, we post it onto our website. You can go to the Hannah's Hit List section because it's not always populated on the homepage right away. So the most recents are all there um, and we will see you guys next week. We absolutely love and adore all of you that come here and watch us live weekly. It really means a lot to us um, and to those that listen to this on the audio version. You know, last episode, we did say a lot of things that you may have needed visuals for. So I apologize to our audio listeners for that. Um, but we will do better on that kind of stuff uh, in the coming future. And Zach, this was fabulous. Say goodbye.
1: See ya, everyone. I can't believe we just went two hours. That's so how we went two like hours.
0: To- Jesus, we can talk a lot.
1: Not a Home Depot sure. <laughs> <laughs>